Amen. Amen. Good morning, everybody. Morning. How are we doing today? <clears throat> Good. So hide-and-go-seek is like the greatest game ever, right? Everybody play hide-and-go-seek? Everybody plays hide-and-go-seek. Did you know that God plays hide-and-go-seek? Yeah, he does. How does God play hide-and-go-seek? Well, what he does is he hides things in his word. And today we're going to spend a little bit of time playing hide-and-go-seek, right? So we're talking about great kids of the Bible. And I want to welcome you all because I see all these great superheroes in here. Matter of fact, there's some superheroes I'm not aware of. I had seen um, evidently like Psychedelic Man (laughs) or Tie-Dye Man, I guess, right? So what we've asked everybody to do is put on your your best superhero outfit and come here today, right? Because we're going to be talking about superheroes in the Bible. Now, one of the things that's interesting, whenever you have a story about a superhero, they all have something in common. Did you know that? They do. They all have superpowers, right? Whenever they show off their superpowers, what do they do? They assemble a great crowd, right? So you need a big audience. What else do you need? You need to have a bad guy, right? Of course, you have your superhero, and then when you have this arch villain and you have your superhero, what comes together? Great action, right? So that's what we're going to have today. But one of the things that's really important in my research about superheroes, they all have something that they protect with all of their might. You know what that is? What do they protect? Their secret identity. So if you're a kid here this morning, and you come up and you're wearing a costume, I want you to tell me what your superhero's secret power is. And if you don't have a costume, come on up anyway. Brian's going to give you a mask to help protect your secret identity. So I need a little bit of help. If you're wearing an outfit, I see Iron Man. Iron Man, what's your superpower? Silence, okay. Good. Oh, look at this. I see Supergirl. Woo, look at this outfit. This, this gets the best outfit. <clears throat> and what's your superpower? What can you do? Obey. What's your superpower? What can Supergirl do that nobody else can do? She can fly. How cool is that? Oh, what is this? Ninja Man? What's Ninja Man's superpower? Stealth, very good. And you look like you have several, so let's pick Wonder Woman. What is Wonder Woman's secret power? Does she have these things on her arms, right, these bracelets? And what does she do with those bracelets? Do you know when people shoot at her, she's able to dodge bullets? Man, look at all these superheroes. Okay, oh, this is a great one. Superman, what is Superman's superpower? He can, he can see through walls, x-ray vision. Oh, very good. Get your mask. Okay, what's your he- superhero? Black Panther. The, the Black Panther, and what's his superpower? Well, he's kind of like Robin, and he does, he doesn't have a superpower, but he's good at acrobatics. Yeah, he's good at acrobatics, and like he's super cool, and he has like the coolest outfit ever, right? Okay, who's your superhero, honey? Do you have one? Do you know? Do you have some lightning bolts I see Super on yours? Super, Super Josie. Oh, how fun is that? And who's your superhero, honey? Five. Oh. 
the super mime. How cool is that? Very good. Okay, now let's see what you owe you. Okay, I see what that one is. What's your superhero? has a big S, and it says Supergirl. What else can Supergirl do? Do you know? No. Does she have x-ray vision? I know Superman does. I don't know if Supergirl does. Does she have x-ray vision too? Have a mask. Uh-oh, I'm very interested in this costume. What is your superhero? Okay, intelligence. Einstein, very good. <coughs> no, no, listen, yes, you're Einstein. Okay, and who's your superhero? Wonder Woman, and tell me a superpower of Wonder Woman. Do you know one? Oh, right. Doesn't she have this rope that she throws at the guys and then it wraps around them? And what is, happens when she does that? They have to tell the truth. That's really good. So get your superhero mask. Oh, this is an interesting costume. Who are you? I am the super emoji girl. Super emoji girl. And what is your superpower? Draw, teleport. you teleport. That's a very cool superpower. Okay. Hi, buddy. What's your superhero? Flash. The Flash. And what does the Flash do? He can run really fast. Can you run really fast? Very good. Oh, okay. You don't need a mask, do you? No, you have like the coolest mask ever. So who's your superhero? Batman, and what is Batman's superpower? He says, yes, I'm rich, right? Okay, great, let's give a round of applause. Oh, whoa, 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 look at this. The Black Panther again. What are these? Oh, how cool is that? Okay, let's have a round of applause for our superheroes. Now, if you're an adult and you wore a costume, which I'm happy to see so many costumes, there's lots of masks left. By all means, come and get yourself a mask. Okay, so why do we need superheroes? We need some superheroes who can help us, right, find things in the Bible. And I want you to use your superpowers today to try to figure out some verses for us so we can see if we can understand what God is trying to teach us. So we're going to look at our first verse today. And this is about kids. It says, Then some children were brought to him so that he might lay his hands on them and pray. And the disciples rebuked them. But Jesus said, Let the children alone and do not hinder them from coming to me, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. Okay? So tell me what you see. You see a kid? Okay. Or kids? Nope. Back to the other one, please. <clears throat> what do you see? Say again. Well, that's what you see in me. In that verse, what do you see? When Jesus was talking about this, I want you to look in your mind's eye. We're going to learn how to make the scriptures come alive. What do you see? Go ahead. Yeah, he was going to do, he wanted to see the kids, right? He was very friendly to the kids. What else do you see? Anything else in there? Just Jesus and kids? Parents. Okay, there were parents around, right? If there were kids, they didn't just let them play out in the street, 
right? Anything else that you see? There's one more thing we're missing. Who else has spoken about in here? The disciples, okay? So we see four things, right? The interesting thing that I want to teach you today is when you read the Bible, sometimes what we do is we just look at the verse in its simplest understanding and then we move on. But I want you to learn to really be able to look. Now, when you look at that, normally when we see things, for example, if we say, I had the best birthday party ever, there's something we're thinking about, right? In other words, there's a picture in our mind that we suddenly recall. So you might be thinking, my birthday cake was like the coolest. Maybe it was a Batman cake or maybe it was a flash cake. But when you say that, there's something that you're picturing in your mind. And sometimes when we think about heaven, because Jesus says, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. So sometimes when we have a picture about heaven, what do we think about? Because I think when Jesus was speaking about this, he had some picture in mind. And a lot of times we think about heaven and maybe we see these little angels on clouds with little harps. But I think when Jesus was talking about this, what he really saw is our next slide. He saw children playing, right? I think when you get to heaven, there's going to be lots and lots of kids. Why do you think there might be lots and lots of kids? Because heaven is fun. <laughs> do you know that? Why do we have all the kids in here, right? We normally don't carry on like this. We don't wear crazy costumes. But when you get kids in here, it becomes really, really fun. I was driving to work the other day, and there was this bridge over the road, and this mom and this little kid were walking. The mom's just walking normally. But the little kid's skipping. Every time a little kid gets involved, they bring joy and happiness into the event, right? So that's why we celebrate great kids of the Bible, okay? Um, let's look at another verse. And this is the verse that we're going to really be talking about today, okay? Let's read it together. He went to a city called Nain, and his disciples were going along with him, accompanied by a large crowd. Now, as he approached the gate of the city, a dead man was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow, and a sizable crowd from the city was with her. When the Lord saw her, he felt compassion for her and said, do not weep. And he came up and touched the coffin, and the bearers came to a halt, and he said, young man, I say to you, arise. The dead man sat up and began to speak, and Jesus gave him back to his mother. Fear gripped them all, and they began glorifying God, saying, a great prophet has arisen among us, and God has visited his people. This report concerning him went out over all Judea and in all the surrounding district. Now, if you're having your quiet time and you come across that verse and you're reading it, what goes on in your mind? You probably are thinking, well, what I see is Jesus approaches this funeral. There's a mother who's suffering. There's a little boy who's dead, right? And Jesus raises him from the dead. Great. Jesus is a great guy. And then you just proceed on, right? But I want you to learn how to make the Bible come alive, right? To see all the details, all the nuances, all the things that God has hidden there for us to discover. So suppose I tell you, we're going to change this around and make this a story about a superhero. Next slide, please. Now there's five steps to a superhero storyline. There's the crowd. There's someone in distress. There's the enemy. There's a superhero. And there's action. Now, last week, Brian had this big bowl of candy that he was going to hand out. 
but he didn't get a chance to, so I get to throw out candy. If you answer some of these questions, you get a piece of candy. Hopefully, I'll be able to toss this correctly to your general vicinity. If it doesn't come exactly to you, please hand it to the person who ans answers the question correctly. So who's in our crowd? People from the city of Nain. Who else? Go ahead. Well, wait, no, we're talking about the crowd first. Who all is in the crowd? But the widow of Nain was in the crowd, so I'll give you that. Who? Mourners. Very good. Who else was in the crowd? Jesus. Jesus. Who said Jesus? <laughs> Who else was in the crowd? The Who? The mother. The mother. Okay. Who else? The disciples. Very good. Okay. Then we had to have someone in distress. Who's in distress? The mother. Who else is in distress, but they don't know it? Who? The dead guy. Yeah, he's in distress too, right? Now, the best part of the story, who's our superhero? Jesus. Okay. There we go. And finally, we have to have action. And what is our action in this story? Yes, Jesus raises somebody from the dead, dead, dead. There. Okay. Now you're learning how to start looking for more things than what were obviously there in the Bible. But I want to go one more time. Yeah, Grace. Did I skip the enemy? Oh, great. Thank you, Grace. Who was the enemy? That's for Grace. Death. Why is death an enemy? Yeah, he makes you not live. What else makes it an enemy? Why is death such a bad enemy? Go ahead. I'm sorry? It spreads? Yeah, we all die. Okay. What else? What else makes death so bad? What's that? It separates us from God. What else? Go ahead, honey. Yes, you don't have any more friends. That's right. Anybody else think anything that's bad about death? There's nothing left. It's permanent, right? Have you ever noticed in all the superhero movies, all that they're able to do is get rid of the bad guy? They can't bring you back from the dead, right? Jesus can bring you back from the dead. Superman, he gets a little bit of credit for that, but all he does is play with time. The person still dies, right? When Jesus raises you from the dead, you will live forever, right? So let's look a little closer at this story. So let's go to our next slide. The first thing that we're going to see is we're going to see the crowd. And I want you to begin to get this in your mind's eye, what the crowd looks like. The first, no, not yet. Ladies, ladies. <clears throat> the crowd consists of the apostles, right? There's Jesus and his friends, and they're walking into the city of Nain. And when you get 13 guys together, what begins to happen? 
What do 13 guys do when they're... They watch football. They're not watching football. They're probably kidding with each other and having a good time, right? Maybe they're walking into the city of Nain for breakfast. But then, as they begin to walk through the city and approach the city, what do they hear? <clears throat> okay. They begin to hear something. Okay. 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 <laughs> If you happen to live in the ancient Middle East, what they would do if you had a funeral is you would hire mourners. These were professional people who would begin... He's still telling it. No, no, they're... De well, they can... Yeah, get a picture. Yeah, get over there for a picture. I'll keep talking. In the beginning, right? In the beginning, God created... No, too far back. Okay, so in the ancient Middle East, if you were going to have a funeral, it would be preceded by professional mourners. These women who would begin to wail so that everybody would know that there was a funeral coming. Right? Yeah. Just like that. And the louder they mourned, the more you felt it, right? The sadder the occasion. <clears throat> but the other thing that you're going to notice, in the ancient Middle East, when you had a city, it had a very small opening in the gate. Right? And the reason that they did that, you didn't want... A gate was for the city walls and it was for protection. So you didn't want a big army coming through this gate. So this gate would be very narrow. So I want you to kind of picture of this story. The apostles are coming in for breakfast probably. They're having a good time. They're joking with each other. And they begin to walk into the city. Pretty soon they hear this wailing. Right? And what do you think Peter and John were saying? Oh, no, there's a funeral going on, right? And what do you normally do when you encounter a funeral? You step aside, right? So you can imagine then some of the apostles are probably thinking, oh, we need to step aside and give way. But Jesus continues to advance. And I'm sure people were thinking, well, you're very rude, right? You're supposed to stand by. Don't you realize that this is a funeral? Don't you realize what's going on? And pretty soon he advances past the mourners and the mourning ladies begin to silence themselves. Going, who is this guy? What does he think he's doing? All of the apostles, what are they doing? They're going, what are you doing, Jesus? This is a funeral. You can't do this. But he continues to advance because what's coming at him? Death is coming at him. And who is Jesus? He's life. He's the author of life. So who's going to give way? Death, who's approaching, or life that's advancing? Jesus will never step aside for death. Right? Amen. Okay? Then once he begins to advance on this, who's the next person that he encounters? Who does he encounter? No, he's going to come across the mom. And what does the mom look like? She's distraught. What does it mean to be distraught? You are in severe anguish, right? And I'm sure she's thinking, I don't know who you are, young man, but this is a bad day for me. How dare you advance, right? Let me go. Let me be alone in my grief. Because in Israel, now we know something special about this woman. What do we know about her besides her son died? She's a widow. And what does it mean to be a widow in Israel? You have no husband, you have really no means of support. 
you only have one kind of lifeline, if you will, and that will be if you have a child. Why? Because your child will be your only means of support. But now, what has happened? She's lost both her husband and she's lost her son. This woman is in great distress. This perhaps is one of the most tragic figures in all of Scripture, right? But when we read the story, we just go past all of this. See what happens when you begin to make it come alive? Anyway, I, what I see in my mind's eye is that Jesus would go up and lay his hands on her. Why would he do that? Because he wanted to be compassionate, right? He wanted to say, I'm with you. In all of our tragedy, in all of our trials, in all of the bad things that happen to our life, Jesus comes right alongside and touches us. What do you think he might have said to her? If you were Jesus, what would you say? Fear not, great answer. What else? Maybe you'd say, don't cry. And she's got to be thinking, what do you mean don't cry? This is the worst day of my life. I'm burying my son. Once I lose my husband and my son, now I am at the mercy of everyone. There's no one to take care of me. There was no social safety net in those days. She would be destitute, right? But Jesus says, probably, don't cry. Then he advances further and he gets to the end of the line. And who does he encounter now? This young boy who's dead. Now, there's a problem with that. Did you know that? Jesus is a rabbi. What can't a rabbi do? He can't go touch a dead person. Why? Why is that? Yeah, he'll become unclean. But Jesus keeps advancing. And I'm sure the apostles are going, Jesus, you can't touch. That guy's dead. Don't you know he's dead? Jesus keeps advancing, goes up to the young boy, and what does he say? He says, arise. And what does the young boy do? He gets up from the dead. Right? Now, when you see this and you put it in the right context, you really get to appreciate how amazing Jesus Christ is. What a great and it probably isn't a good idea to call him a superhero because he's much more than a superhero, right? He's greater than all of that. There's another problem with superheroes. Did you know that? And that is superheroes don't have the ability to give you their superpower. Superman can't make you fly, right? Spider-Man can't give you webs. The Flash can't make you run faster. But what can Jesus do? He can share his superpower with you. Did you know that? Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, we started off talking about hide-and-go-seek. And we're going to see how closely you were paying attention. There's one more piece to the story that we overlooked. Did anybody see it? There was a piece in that story. We went over all the stuff twice, and we probably still forgot to see something. Here's the verse. This report concerning him went out all over Judea and all the surrounding district. What does that mean? All the people who saw this started to do something. That crowd that was with him, what did they all do? They went home and told everybody, they're going to say, you'll never believe what happened today. Right? What did the apostles do? They went out and said, you aren't going to believe this. 
Jesus, who's our, our rabbi, who's our teacher, today he raised somebody from the dead. And how about that mom? Early in the morning, what is she doing? She's crying. She's distraught. It was the worst day of her life. And what became of that worst day of her life? Jesus made it the best day of her life. What'd he do, right? Do you think she maybe told some of her friends about it? I think you couldn't get her to shut up. And how about the little boy? <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden, where was I, right? It's like you've been raised from the dead. Really? When he goes to every party, what do you think everybody wants to know? You're the, you're the little boy? You were the one, right? And he begins to tell everybody about Jesus. Here's how you can be just like them. You've been given great powers through Jesus Christ. You have a great superhero, and not only do you have a, the greatest superhero of all time, he shares his power with you. The only thing is sometimes, right, Alex, if you and you guys want to come up, the only thing is sometimes in our walk with the Lord, we keep our masks on to protect our secret identity, that we're Christians. Sometimes what we need to do in this particular case with our superhero is take off our mask, right? And begin to share with other people the good news about who Jesus Christ is. Just like this young man that I believe was raised from the dead, the thing that made him a great kid of the Bible is he proceeded then to tell people what Jesus Christ had done for him. And that's the greatest thing that you can do, right? So let's pray before we close in worship. Heavenly Father, thank you for all the things you show us. Thank you for hiding things in your word. Thank you for giving us a hero above all heroes, one who has the greatest power to destroy the greatest enemy that mankind has ever known. Thank you that you gave us power to be able to overcome and to be witnesses to the resurrection, that the same power that works in you when you raise Jesus from the dead would be alive in us and give us great power as well. In Jesus' name, amen.